it wasn't until I turned 23 when I realized that, you know, I was facing the wrong direction because every goal that I set was for a reason of proving myself instead of a reason of growing and becoming the person I was meant to be. Okay, good morning, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I am joined by Crystal Harrell, and she's a number one best-selling author, a Les Brown-trained speaker and certified coach. She's doing a PhD in public health at Yale University and serves part-time as an Army Medical Service Officer. So she does loads of stuff. Now, there's all manner of bits and pieces that we're going to be delving into, but her best-selling book, Crystal Clear, A Journey of Self-Discovery from Public Housing to Ivy League, that is, and that for everybody that's in the UK, I'm guessing those are special colleges over in the States. But anyway, Crystal, tell us a little bit more about you that's not covered there. Tell us what you're up to, what your plans are, where goals all fit in with everything that you're doing. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me today, Doug. I really do appreciate this opportunity to speak with you and your audience. And it's crazy when you read out the bio, because I guess for so much of my life and so much of my journey, I really wasn't kind of paying attention to all of that. It was just like me trying to achieve and, you know, set new goals and achieve those goals. And it wasn't until I turned 23 when I realized that, you know, I was facing the wrong direction because every goal that I set was for a reason of proving myself instead of a reason of growing and becoming the person I was meant to be. And so now I still have similar goals, but I've turned around a little bit and and realized that it's the growth that happens when you set these goals. And there's actually a formula to setting goals. And so it's like really interesting. And I guess like the only thing you mentioned it in the bio, but I was raised in public housing apartments. So in the US, public housing is, they're basically apartments that are set up by the government. So they're really cheap and affordable housing for people who live below the poverty level. And I'm one of 10. So my mom had 10 children. And when I was 11, my father passed away from cancer, leukemia. He had leukemia. And so it was a, a tough situation. And so my family struggled financially for most of my childhood. But after my father passed away, I really saw that and I felt it more so than before, because before I was shielded by so much love and my family was, we were always taking trips, always doing stuff that were, you know, pretty cheap around the neighborhood. But my my dad was very active. And so after he passed away, I felt that blow of poverty. And that was when my goals really started to form in my mind, because I knew that I wasn't always going to be there and that I could, you know, find a way to make it out. That's cool. So incredibly humble beginnings there. (laughs) But you touched on that you found a formula or you've got the formula for goals. And I think that's the important thing for everybody that's listening. So what's your formula? Invariably, there are, there's the smart one and all of that sort of thing. But I'm always interested to hear on different people's takes on things because just every now and again, something will vibe with somebody and that will be the thing that turns them on. So Tell us a little bit about your take on goals then. Yeah. So I'm in the military. So we I remember taking a class and we talked about smart goals. And I remember the formula, it's, you know, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound, I believe. And I remember the word realistic. And the reason why I don't really focus 
on SMART goals is because I think like I've taken that formula, brought it down to just a five-step formula. But for me, if I was being realistic when I set goals, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you. So I don't really believe in realistic. I believe it's impossible until someone proves that it's actually possible. And I also listen to people like Les Brown and Jen Ron and a lot of people who, these motivational speakers who've always told me that it was possible. And I believe them. And that was the reason why I threw the word realistic out of my vocabulary <laughs> because I, I realized that there's always a way. And so I have my own five-step formula where I first decide what it is that I want. And I believe that a lot of people get stuck on this step because they don't really know what they want. And the only way that you really know who you are and what you want is if you actually do the work to become self-aware. And this could this could come from fantasizing about what it is that you want. If you, you know, take money out of the situation or if you take what is realistic out of the situation, just fantasize what is it that you actually want and decide. And I, I think that a lot of people get stuck on that because we aren't really granted the room to fantasize about our dreams and our goals. But I do believe in fantasizing about those things and it, it's worked for me. And the second step that I do is I set a date that I want to accomplish my goal by. So it's all nice to have fantasies and to have goals, but if you don't actually have a time frame, and that was something from SMART Goals that I actually did take into account because it's very smart to have a date, but not only have that date, but write it down. When I decided that I was going to publish my first book, I wrote down that I wanted to have it, my first draft done by the end of 2020. So I put it on my calendar. I put first draft of book due. And by the end of that day, it was five o'clock PM on December 31st, 2020, I finished my first draft. But if I didn't have that date constantly staring at me on my calendar and if, it did, if I didn't write it down, then I don't know if I would have accomplished We'd it. We'd still be waiting, wouldn't we? We'd still Pretty be waiting. <laughs> right. And there's also like this Harvard uh, Business School. You asked about Ivy Leagues. Ivy Leagues are um, like schools like Harvard, Yale. Um, they're like prestigious universities in the States. And so there was this study in Harvard Business School and it said that there were three groups of people. One group of people didn't have any goals. And the second group of people had goals, but they didn't write them down. The third group of people had goals and they wrote them down. And can you guess which group were <laughs> likely to succeed? Well, I'm a little bit older than you, so I definitely have heard this one, but you know, I'll <laughs> let you share it. I won't spoil your fun. You can share yeah. the end result. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Like this study has been around for like a, a long while. And so I'm just like, I'm shocked because I didn't learn about this study until maybe like last year. And I was like, oh, wow, like this is pretty, like this is awesome stuff. And it just proves everything that these motivational speakers have been saying. But the the third group, so the group that wrote it down and who had a goal and they wrote it down were actually the group to succeed at the end of the study. But what was interesting about it is that I found out that the second group, so they had goals, but they didn't write them down, were almost as likely to accomplish their goals as the third group. So even just having a goal is a good step, but if you have a goal and you write it down, that's that's something like that really like is the secret sauce. <laughs> yes, that, that accelerates it absolutely. Yes, yes, and it can it's it's physical or it just connects your brain to the goal. So that's good. So we've got the book and the book's out published. So I'm guessing that's what we call a big, hairy, audacious goal. Oh, right. it was very intimidating, but I've had it for so long and I was so tired of, it's like one of those things where you feel it inside and until you bring it forward, it's going to, it's going to haunt you. <laughs> so it was that thing. Awesome. So have you got any others? Have you, what's your next thing that you're working on at the moment? You said you're juggling a few bits and pieces at the moment. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing is just trying to finish my final degree. So 
I'm finishing up my doctorate degree in public health here at Yale. And that's something that has always been my long-term goal. And now I'm seeing that it's actually becoming a short-term goal because I finished my last semester of classes in the spring and then I have a dissertation. And that's the last thing that stands between me and becoming a first-gen graduate student, you know, in my family. And so it's just, it's amazing to see how fast things happen and unfold when you keep your eye on the ball, when you continue to work on yourself. And so the biggest thing is finishing my degree so that I can be done with school. I've been in school for nine years. So I would have spent 10 years getting my doctorate and I went straight through. I never took a break, never got a job. So yeah, this is me going into the real world. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting to to know that my identity is going to change so fast. <laughs> like I won't be a student anymore. I'll be hopefully I can, you know, fully embrace this entrepreneurial journey that I've started last year and I really want to maybe go in as a full-time author and just really explore, maybe take a year off from doing anything academic related and just travel. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you don't mind me just spending a few moments to tell you about my new book. I'm very excited. It's called Think Simple, Win Big, How to Build the Business of Your Dreams with a Few Simple Goals. And it's a rewrite of my original book, Goals Do Come True. And it's especially available for entrepreneurs, either new entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs who want to get the fundamentals right with their business. So if you are interested in getting your hands on a copy, go to my website, www.dougbennett.co.uk and register there and we'll make sure that you get first dibs on a copy and a discount on the nine. 99 price anyway let's go back to the podcast that that might be a plan because it's it is very difficult if you are just in study mode all of the time there are experiences obviously when you're studying but you know there is more world out there than, than right. being in the classroom. Yeah, let's let's wish you well with the travels. Have you got any big, you know, really exciting places on the list? Yeah, so I was living in Bali this year. I stayed there for about five and a half months. Everything was online, so I decided that I could just study abroad and, you know, live in a place that was easy. Like the cost of living was really sustainable and also the quality of life was better than what I was experiencing. And so I moved to Bali, just packed up my apartment and sold everything that I couldn't pack up. And I bought a one-way ticket and just stayed there <laughs> for as long as it felt like I should have been there. And yeah, I experienced one of the most beautiful just transformations of my life. And I really saw that my experience with being an African-American female in the United States, it's only my experience here that I could go to a different part of the world and have a totally different experience through this identity that I've assumed. And so it's just really, it was really amazing to see how fast transformation could happen. And I started to see different parts of myself. So I always thought that I was introverted, but it turns out that I actually can form relationships with people. And I'm not very, I'm not as introverted as I thought. But it takes the right environment. It takes the the right type of people. And to me, when I was living in Bali, the people that I was surrounded with were the people who were more aligned with how I saw myself and how I felt about myself. And so it was easy to form lasting relationships. So Bali is one place and mostly probably Germany as well. My boyfriend is German and we met in Bali and it would be nice to be closer because the long distance is tough. 
Mm-hmm. And I do want to go to Italy one day. Italy's just, in comparison is just down the road from Germany. Right. That's what my partner tells me. So I'm just like, okay, maybe I need to like live in Europe for like a year. I know a lot of people do the whole backpacking thing, but with COVID, I think it's a little bit harder. But by the time I graduate, I think things would be a lot better for sure. Cross our fingers on that one. Hey. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, go, I come to the States once a year, States or Canada, and I've missed that the last two years. But hopefully yeah. Boston, Boston is waiting for me in June. Oh, so, Boston uh, is so nice. Yeah, it'll be a week. I'll be there a week with my my peers, my buddies yeah. from the life insurance industry. So, so I'm looking forward to that. That's all. Um, just got the flights out. Yeah. Um, but I'm shooting up to Alaska beforehand. So I'm popping to just popping to Vancouver. So you know, <laughs> Vancouver to Boston is about as far as Germany is to Italy. So you know, it's it's probably near actually. Yeah. So you do need to make sure that if you get to Germany, just pop along to. Spain, Italy, Greece. Yes. Maybe even the UK, if we'll let you in. <laughs> okay. I know everything is like so restricted now. So I'm just like getting to Bali was one thing. Like that was, oh, I had to do a lot of research, jump through a lot of hoops. But I still have faith that it'll it'll happen. <laughs> it, well, and that's the thing. They, anything can happen if you believe it's possible and have the drive yeah. and the work ethic. That's the, the thing is that these things will be attracted and they will, you know, come to you if you put the work in. But I love the fact that you just uh, took the opportunity to go to a different part of the world. Oh, yeah. Just, just to experience it. And that's something I think a lot of service-based entrepreneurs will be able to make the most of these days of the IT situation and Zoom and this is us talking here across miles and miles and miles. So it's fantastic opportunities for people out there to, you know, yeah. I think Jim Rohn said it. If you don't like where you are, move. You're not a tree. You're not a tree. So I love that quote. It's a good point. So what's on the list? Come on, tell us, you know, yeah, we've got Europe. That's fine. We'll get the we'll get the you know doctorate out of the way, and another book maybe. Yeah, I, I have one kind of like I can see it, I can feel it. I kind of already know the title. Have you written it? I have okay. written it down. I kind of like have a few quotes, or you know, that it kind of helped me get in the the mind frame for the book. But I did publish a book two three weeks ago. My my second book, which was a children's book, and I'm just using my nonfiction book to turn that into, you know, various children's books, like to teach lessons. And so the first, my first children's book was called A Girl and Her Dad. And I basically just talk about the relationship that me and my father had before he passed away. And he was my first educator. He taught me how to read and write. He told me education was something that no one could take away from you. He really saw that I could really accomplish my goals if I just, if I had the awareness, if I, if I was educated. And so he really instilled that in me. And when he passed away, that my interest in education kicked into a passion, which which got me into accomplishing all these things that you read off. And I realized later on that it was a trauma response, me trying to accomplish all these things so quickly and beat everyone, all my peers. And now it's different because like I said, I've, I've started the journey of self-discovery and, and self-awareness. And so when I set goals, it's from a different space. Um, you don't have to compete. You only have to create. And I really live by that mantra. 
And so I, I really want to create more books that help people solve certain problems or just shine light on various situations. Like it was a tragedy that I lost my father at such a young age. But the beauty in that is that he taught me so much that still guides me to this day. So I, I really want to c- continue to use that art form to to bring light to certain situations. But that's good. And you touched on something very, very important there. And it's about, you know, the self-education thing. It can't be taken away from you. I think that's a big message there in so much as people need to just put stuff in yes, and develop it and the compounding effects of things. So you get gather a little bit of data and then the following week gather some more and the compounding effect of this over your life will make a huge difference. Now, you're yes. also... You're also in the armed forces part-time. Mm-hmm. Yes, part-time. Tell us about that then. So what do you do? Go out on maneuvers in tanks and stuff like that? Or is it more more sedate and intellectual? Definitely more <laughs> intellectual. If I would if I could say that, it's mostly just paperwork. When I was in Oh, it yeah. sounded so exciting. <laughs> no. Well, when I was in training, when I was in training, I did four years of training and while I was in college. Then I was on the tanks. I was, you know, shooting at the range. It, it, they train every, they kind of train everyone on this blanket, you know, state. And I knew that I could do that type of work. I could sleep in the woods. I, I was doing it at the time, having these field trainings and holding night hours where you stay up and you, you watch the, see, I haven't done it in so long. I forgot the name of the thing that we have to watch. Patrol base. Yeah. I've done that. And I just knew when I was doing it that I could do it, but I didn't want to. I'm better at organizing things, like making sure everyone is accounted for. So I went into the medical service officer in my current position in the military is S1, which is basically someone who's over personnel management. So I pretty much just make sure the personnel are up to date when it comes to their medical records, any type of training. I make sure that everyone is accounted for. I'm good at this type of stuff. So I just honed in on my strengths and I didn't want to do something that I didn't like. No, and that's fair enough. And that's another lesson there. There are so many things out there that people can do. If you do find yourself hopping around and you're trying new things all the time, it's a little bit difficult. You know, obviously it looks on your CV like you're a bit flaky if you're bouncing from place to place to place. But sometimes, sometimes it's just people not finding the thing, their Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And sounds like you found your thing. Self-awareness. I, I really believe, yeah, I, I do believe that the journey of self-discovery, which is why it's the subtitle of my book, that is the way. Because when you, I was also jumping around, especially in undergrad, because you can't really expect students to really know what they want to do with their lives out of, straight out of high school. So a lot of students are afraid to explore what, what it is they really want. But if you know what you don't want, then that's good too, because it's getting you closer to what you do want. But if you take the time to really just get to know yourself, take the time to self-educate. Like I've learned a lot and I know it's going to sound bad, but I've learned more outside of the classroom than I have inside of the classroom. (laughs) Uh, No, that's perfectly fine. I I find that we, you know, we go to conferences you go to the conference and there's loads and loads of really valuable stuff, Mm -hmm. but having a beer later on with one of your peers, who's just maybe two or three, four or five years ahead of you. Yes. Sometimes the gems are in there. So yes. no, no problem with that. It's <laughs> like just soak it all in. So to, yes. yeah, so, no, that's good. So I'm going to ask you for a nugget, right? Yeah. So this is a, a, a crystal nugget. <laughs> 
something that everybody needs to know, ideally goals-based, but yeah, something that people need to know that will make a difference to their lives. The first thing that came to mind is the difference between activity management when you're setting goals or trying to pursue your goals and time management. We all have the same amount of hours in a day, but it doesn't matter how many hours you have. What matters is what you do with those hours. So I really believe that when you focus on activity management and you're looking at what do I need to accomplish to move closer to my goals, always have your goals in your like on the forefront of your mind. I keep a vision board on the home screen of my computer so I know what my goals are. And anything that isn't aligned with my goals, I say no. <laughs> and if it is aligned with my goals, then I take the time to manage those type of activities that's going to get me closer to my goals. That's a perfect one. A perfect one. Okay. So where can people get hold of you, Crystal? What's the um, easiest place for people to get out? What And who can you help? I mean, you, I'm, I'm guessing you, you want to sell more copies of your book to start with. So we'll make sure that the link to that is in the show notes. Thank but you. How, how, how can people get hold of you? The best way to get a hold of me, and I know it's like super millennial, but my Instagram is the best way because I respond to messages directly. Like I don't have anyone managing my account and it's just easier. Or you can send me an email at contact me at crystalclearinnovation.com and my email um, goes straight to my phone. So I'll see it as well. But Instagram is the best way. And there, if you go to my bio, I have a link tree link, I guess. Yep, and yep. it'll have everything there. My website, uh, my book link, any you know projects, any free resources that I have to help you on your journey. I am a certified academic success coach. So essentially I help students become better students. I help them with their essay, college essays, get it into competitive graduate school programs, anything academic related that I can help with and help you succeed academically. And more recently, I guess, since I published my book, a lot more people outside of academia has been like reaching out to me about, can you help me with my book or what goal setting? Most of the talks that I have at universities or high schools, they always ask me to speak about goal setting, uh, a few resources that I, I help with. Excellent. I need to make sure that you get a copy of my new book and then you can use that as Please. a resource for your, <laughs> when you're out there. This is a good book, you can say. This is a good book to get you started. Jim Ron always says that a book can save you five years. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I have to agree with that. Mm-hmm. So Crystal, it's been absolutely super having you on. There's some really good stuff that you've shared in there. Okay. We'll stay in touch. We're friends on Facebook now, I think. Yes. And I'll check out your Insta account, even though I'm not on Insta a great deal, really, just because <laughs> I don't know why. Really, I, I'm spreading myself too thin. But anyway, it's been absolutely super to have you. Thank you. And we'll catch up soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me, Doug. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 